It is Monday, August 5th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkes-Barre took two out of three from the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs yesterday, and they did it with a ton of offense. They fell behind early, giving up a three-run home run in the first to Davey Grillon. That was Jonathan Loisica. Two-thirds of an inning, three runs, all earned. It was a solo home run. He got pulled after 32 pitches and continued to throw in the bullpen afterwards, but they just didn't want to let him go any longer with 32 pitches in one frame. So Adonis Rosa then came out of the bullpen and was great. And that is what allowed the Rail Riders to rally. And they trailed 3-0 in the bottom of the third inning, but the very first man up in that third inning was Gosuke Coteau. 3-2, Coteau swings and drives it high in the air and deep to right field. Perella going back into the warning track, and he watches it fly into the railhouse. A home run for Gosuke Coteau. The Rail Riders on the board in the bottom of the third as Gosuke goes deep for the second straight game. The inning proceeded with a walk and then an RBI single, and two batters after that with two outs upstepped Ryan McBroom. Broom awaits as Rosso comes set. Lead off first for Estrada, the 1-2. McBroom swings and drives it high in the air and deep to center field. Williams going back to the warning track, and that one's gone! Second home run of the inning for the Rail Riders as Ryan McBroom sends it on to the Chevy Homer zone. And it's a 4-3 Scranton-Wilkesbury lead. So the Rail Riders grabbed a lead, and they would only build it from there. In the fifth inning, there were two on with one out. Singles from Tyro Estrada, Tyler Wade, and it brought up Eric Kratz. Pitch to Kratz is sky to the air to deep right field. Perella going back onto the warning track at the wall, and it's gone. Eric Kratz to the opposite field. The third home run of the day for the Rail Riders, and they've broken it open. It's 7-3 in the bottom of the fifth. At that point, Lehigh Valley trailed by four runs. It was a 7-3 lead, and into the seventh inning, Lehigh Valley came to bat. They scored a couple of runs off of Adonis Rosa, but the Rail Riders, they jumped right back after it. Rum was already home in the seventh to make it an 8-5 lead, and already with a homer under his belt and a single to go with it, Gosuke Coteau was looking for more. 2-0 to Coteau, swinging a line drive over the leap of the shortstop Canelo and out to center field. A run is home, here comes the second. Stop sign goes up at third base for Mandy Alvarez. It's both McBroom and Arcia come home to score. And it's 10 runs for the Rail Riders here on a Sunday afternoon. They're up 10-5. Three-hit game for Gozke. Three runs batted in. And the Rail Riders were opening it up on Lehigh Valley with a 10-5 lead. But they'd get after it one more time with the bases loaded. And one away in the eighth inning, Eric Kratz came to bat one more time. What the final scores could be. Kratz with a line drive towards left center field. One run scores. Jay Bell is going to send Estrada to the plate. Here comes the throw. It's cut off. A single for Eric Kratz. It's a six RBI game for the backstop. And Scranton Wilkesbury now leads it 12-5 to in the bottom of the eighth inning. Another multi-run frame for the Rail Riders. So a three-run homer in the fifth inning, a sack fly in the seventh, and a two-run single in the eighth inning. And for just the second time in over a 1,000 career minor league baseball games, Eric Kratz had a six-RBI performance. He finished two for four with six runs batted in in that home run, which was his fourth of the year. Real Riders came away with a 12-5 win in a game that took just a shade over three hours to complete on a beautiful Sunday afternoon in Music.
Yesterday was Sunday, and so, of course, we had our weekly look around the minor league system. From Charleston to Tampa to Trenton to right here in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, we've got a look at every level of the minors. First up... With the Charleston River Dogs, it's Matt Dean. With this look at the River Dogs, I'm Matt Dean. Charleston has surged back into contention in the past week, winning five of their last six heading into play on Sunday, all wins against two of the top teams in the South Atlantic League in Delmarva and Hickory. Charleston's turnaround has been marked by a complete offensive resurgence, championed by the Dogs' own MVP candidate, Kanan Smith, who raised his batting average to a season-high 326 after his sixth consecutive multi-hit game on Saturday night. The Rockwall, Texas native is now an absurd 25 for his last 50 at the plate and is hitting a blistering 418 dating back to July the 1st, a mark that ranks fourth in all of minor league baseball. He leads MILB with a 533 OBP in that span. Riverdogs manager Julio Mascara talked yesterday about how the adjustments that Smith has made at the plate in getting back to working the opposite field. It's probably one of the best hitters in this league and going on the opposite field. His over 40% of his hits are going to the opposite field. And he's, he's the type of guy that you, he'll take what the pitcher give him. You know, he's not a guy that is going to go look in middle lane to try to pull the ball all the time. And if they pitch him away, he's going to go the other way. He's going to hit the ball hard. And he's got something that other hitters don't have. That when you hit the ball to the opposite field, a lot of hitters get a weak liners and Kenan Smith doesn't. He's get a line drive. He's hit so many balls over 100 miles and so many balls over 95 miles, which is hard to do from going to the opposite field and that's what he does. After hitting four home runs in the month of June but with a season low 703 OPS Smith has surged in the league MVP conversation since leading the league in batting and ranking second in overall OPS. Smith and the River Dogs go for their fourth straight win on Sunday night at 505 against Delmarva. With the Tampa Tarpons I'm Nick Flamia. Last night, Tampa's offense erased a 5-1 deficit by scoring 11 unanswered runs and a 12-5 win to clinch the weekend series in Clearwater. Esteban Florial drove in four runs with a pair of RBI triples, his second career multi-triple game, and his first since 2015 in the Dominican Summer League. Steven Sensley punctuated the onslaught with his second multi-homer game of the week. The 23-year-old smashed a two-run blast to right that traveled approximately 469 feet out of Spectrum Field before adding a solo blast in the ninth. The left-handed slugger has hit around the Mendoza line for most of this season, but over his last seven games, Sensley is batting 308 with four home runs and five RBI. I'm doing a lot of stuff different right now. Um, it's just some stuff I changed in my swing. I changed some uh, stuff in my stance, too. That's helping me uh, see the ball better and put a better swing on the ball. The difference in Sensi's approach at the plate has resulted in an increase in free passes, with half of his 22 walks coming in his last 18 games. I kind of opened up a little bit, but I'm just being more patient at the plate, just um, not trying to really press too much. Like When I press, that's when you know bad things happen. I'm just trying to let the game come to me and uh, just take what they give me. In other news, Pablo Olivares extended his hitting streak to 10 games and ranks fourth in the league with a 369 on base percentage. Leonardo Molina also homered last night and is 12 for 30 with 8 RBI over his last nine games. And right-hander Kyle Zurak retired 12 of 13 batters faced to pick up the win in relief, extending his scoreless inning streak to 13 innings. Tampa will look to complete the sweep of the Thrashers this afternoon at 1 o'clock with right-hander Alexander Vizcaino getting the nod. With the Trenton Thunder, I'm John Moses. This week, the Thunder once again made history when righty Brian Keller threw the team's second no-hitter of the season and sixth in franchise history. 
Keller was brilliant from the start, issuing just one walk and needing just 70 pitches to complete a seven-inning no-hitter against Altoona. A 39th round selection in 2016 out of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee was the beneficiary of a few terrific defensive plays in the field behind him. Chief among them, a diving stop by third baseman Max Burt in the fifth inning. Right-hander has the one he wants. A 1-2. Curve ball pulled down the line. A fair ball. A diving stop by Burt. To his feet. The throw to first is in time. Put it on Sports Center for Max Burt. And that's the final out here in the fifth inning, preserving a no-hitter for Brian Keller and the Thunder through five innings here in a seven-inning game. Keller was quick to note the role the defense played in his no-hitter and his post-game comments to the media following his first career no-hitter. Defense behind me was incredible. Um, Bird made that diving stop. That's the point where I knew it was going to happen because I always said that there's always that one play in a perfect game or no-hitter that, that keeps it alive and that kind of fires everybody up, and that was the um, And then you got Hoy, um, saving one that was going through the hole. A lot of good players out there. Wags had one down the line. The Thunder wrapped their series with the Hartford Yard Goats on Sunday and sent right-hander Michael King to the mound. First pitch is slated for 5.05. With the Rail Riders, I'm Adam Marco. Last weekend, Scranton Wilkesbury played its 105th game of the year. On Monday, we had the chance to catch up with manager Jay Bell. One quarter of the season remaining, and the Rail Riders have been a first-place club. The division lead over Buffalo or Syracuse, Lehigh Valley, anywhere between four to seven games over the last couple of weeks. To this point, Bell thinks the team has lived up to the expectations that he set forth during Meet the Rail Riders in April. You know, I told the fans that were there they'd be proud of this team, that my expectations for them was to, to go out and play hard, to uh, represent the Yankee organization uh, well and, and uh, the city of Scranton well. I think they've done that. Uh, we have played good baseball. It is exciting to see where we're at. How much does the skipper pay attention to what the teams below Scranton Wilkesbury are doing within the division? I'd be lying to you if I wouldn't, uh, if I didn't tell you that I look to see what the teams behind us are doing. It's just kind of a natural thing to do. I don't worry about it a whole bunch, but I, I do look, you know, just to see. I expect the guys to come to the ballpark and to prepare well every day. That's it's it's what the message has been and will always be. You know, a lot of times you can't you can't control some things that go on, but you can you can't control the effort that you put into your daily routine, and you you can supply the energy that it takes to get out there and to get after a team uh, you know on a nightly basis. With Scranton Wilkesbury, I'm Adam Marco. Big thanks to Matt Dean, Nick Flamia. John Moses, and our very own Adam Marco for getting the reports into us this week. And thanks to you for making the Rally part of your day today. We don't have a game today. It is time for the 11th annual... It is time for the 11th annual Pinstripe Foundation Charity Golf Tournament. Players and coaches will be over at Woodlock Resorts up in the Poconos. Getting some sun, getting some golf in, and having some nice food and drink to go along with it. We'll be back in action Tuesday night with a 7.05 first pitch against the Charlotte Knights. It'll be the 114th game of the season for scranton Wilkesbury, and it will be the very first time that we see these two teams go head-to-head this season, AAA affiliate for the Chicago White Sox. You can catch all the action with pregame coverage beginning at 6.35. That's with Adam Marco and me on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. 
I'm Adam Giardino. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino. G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you a little bit later on Tuesday night.